Welcome, welcome everybody, our worldwide listeners. You're blessed this evening to be experiencing episode 10 of Debugging the Darkness, a podcast outreach of Christian Tech Center Ministries, a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to helping any and everybody with computers and technology. I'm Doug Bonnet. I'm the sidekick and co-host to Andre Class, executive director over there at Christian Tech Center Ministries. Bear with me one second, Andre. Let's uh, let the people show their appreciation for you. Uh, another standing O. That's three weeks in a row, my brother. Yeah. How you been, buddy? I'm doing well, and uh, of course, I'm glad to have you as my sidekick, and oh, not man. the guy kicking me in the rear. Of oh. course, uh, um, it's been, I can do that too. Yep, it's Time been allows. yes, it's been a pretty exciting past couple weeks, indeed. The well, tell us all about it, Andre. Well, first of all, I mean the big one oh ten episodes so far. Oh man, who would have thunk it? It seems only nine episodes ago <laughs> we were doing episode one. So where did the time go, my brother? Yes, indeed, and uh, the thing is. That even with everything going on, even with all the people we're able to help, and of course uh, with the uh, Hurricane Adelia, come uh, on, bring it coming. But the thing is, God doesn't promise us a storm-free life; He promises us a storm-proof life. Yes, and, He does. Uh, as long as we're able to trust in Him, rely upon Him, and uh, just put Him first always in every situation, we bring whatever challenges that we're facing to Him. And he always answers. Even if it's not the answer that we're necessarily looking for, he always answers. And so that's the most important thing as we come into these seasons, as we come into these challenges, that uh, even with all of the projects that we have going on, God continues to show his fruitfulness. God continues to show his faithfulness. And it's just really exciting that all the impacts that he's been using us to make for our community, for the kingdom, and uh, in just so many different ways. Um, well, tell us about some of the recent things going on over there. I know, as usual, we especially this time of year, uh, you've been pretty busy over there, Andre. Indeed, Doug. And uh, just last week, for example, um, we were invited by the Sanford Police Department to be part of their fighting fraud, uh, their fraud prevention workshop that they hosted at the Dr. Velma Williams Westside Community Center in uh, historic Goldsboro in Sanford. And uh, the police department uh, had me as one of three featured speakers where I had the opportunity to talk about uh, cybersecurity and how you can protect your personal information when you're using the Internet and how to be safe, how to avoid trips, scammeries. Because as you know, Doug, 95% of all infections, of all identity compromising, and uh, it's all socially engineered acts of deception designed to trick you, the user, into giving your information up willingly to an unscrupulous party without realizing it or bypassing any security that you have by clicking or downloading or running a program that pretends to be one thing but actually turns out to be malicious. I'll tell you what, Andre, um, let's segue from that into when we get a little bit later on into the tech discussions because one of the things we want to try to cover tonight is antivirus protection, uh, what that's all about, is it needed, um, or uh, I guess from what I'm hearing you say, some common sense um, principles, I guess, as as it concerns surfing the internet, because 
there is good, there's bad, and there's everything in between. And you can protect yourself from a lot of headaches by following some simple rules. So we will get into those simple rules. But what else uh, have you been doing over there, Andre? Well, uh, just uh, yesterday, uh, we had the opportunity to present uh, our uh, recent community impacts to the Rotary Club of Sanford. And uh, the presentation was very, very well received. Uh, a lot of friendly faces, uh, good to catch up. Mm-hmm. with some folks that uh, we had the opportunity to share about our mission and our vision. Uh, and today we had the opportunity to be part of Advent Health's Faith Care Partner Luncheon where we had the opportunity to distribute flyers for the upcoming Pray for Our Leaders, the sixth annual Pray for Our Leaders, powered by Advent Health, which is going to be on October 8th at 6 o'clock at True Life Church. And we have Rachel Plakin, Brendan Johnson, Matt Morgan, and Joe Nestor who are all going to give uh, presentations. It's going to be really exciting. It seems like, Andre, that this partnership with Advent Health is is expanding, which also, as we want to relate it to the event at the Rotary Club, you do a lot of networking, but what you're doing is, is connecting people, um, sharing the vision that the Lord gave you for Christian Tech Mi- uh, Center Ministries and getting people involved, not only uh, volunteering to help, um, certainly donating equipment, and um, I think there was another $1,000 uh, grant through this networking opportunity. Uh, indeed. Uh, so um, back when I ran for public office, uh, one of my campaign supporters, Denise, had since started a mobile notary business, and through that business, she chose Christian Tech Center as one of three charities that day. Mm. So she ended up giving out a total of $2,500 across the three charities. Very of generous. Which, uh, she actually came to the Rotary meeting mm-hmm. and presented us a check for $1,000. And, of course, absolutely grateful for that. That's a total blessing. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. absolutely. And uh, uh, recently, Don Mealy Sports Mazda, which is actually across the street from our studio, um, they had donated $500, and uh, they had been reaching out to me with the uh, distribution of surplus computer equipment. So just today, right after the Advent Faith Cartner Luncheon, I'm in my car uh, at the stop sign waiting to turn on a 434 to get back to the office, and here's a, an email from the manager. Hey, swing on by. We have more equipment for you. So Great. I was already on 434, and I was already like halfway there. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go grab them. And, of course, they were surprised I showed up literally within five minutes because this equipment is vital for our mission that mm-hmm. we're able to recondition these computers and that way they can be repurposed and redistributed to help individuals, help families, help other nonprofits. At the Advent Luncheon earlier, we I had the opportunity to uh, meet uh, a nonprofit uh, called SALT, and uh, they had been uh, rapidly expanding. They're essentially, they're in downtown Orlando, and they are like a, a location where homeless people can come in and get resources, and they typically get like 100 people a day. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to provide computer equipment for them to be able to help bolster their programs, help them with their client intake, mm-hmm. help them with organizing their mail room. And uh, you never know what type of opportunities and what type of, doors or people or organizations that will end up coming to us to potentially receive to get their needs met to be able to then facilitate 
that next chapter, whether it's uh, someone trying to complete their GED or go to college, and this, or whether it's somebody who's trying to get a job and actually succeeding in getting that job, yeah. or a nonprofit um, with some sort of unique mission of importance for the well-being of our community. Yeah, this, Andre, um, just shows how God intervenes. Now, obviously, you could get a, a room full of people that want, might want to try to strategize about the next fundraising move, but as we seek the Lord, he gives us the increase. He makes the connections. He does all of the things that have um, not only sustained Christian Tech Center Ministries for, what are we, 15, 16 months now, but expanding the outreach, and that's uh, it's a pretty exciting thing to be a part of. Absolutely, and it's not just when the outreach with the devices, but what God calls us to be is to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world. And when there's an opportunity to be able to do that and be able to minister in faith, um, just last night, for example, um, it ended up being a really, really late night for me. Ha, Unusually tell us so. about it, buddy. <laughs> well, um, we had a uh, client, a little old lady who lives in Castleberry, a very, very sweet person. And uh, this is someone who we've been helping on and off uh, throughout the year uh, since we launched Christian Tech Center. And uh, she was having a lot of computer trouble. And it, when I ran the test on it, it turned out that the hard drive in this computer was now failing. And pretty badly, too. Well, Andre, if, if you don't mind me jumping in, um, tell our uh, myriad of listeners, our scads of listeners, if scad is uh, such a word, what causes hard drive failure? Well, hard drives can go bad for a whole variety of reasons, really. And uh, the hard drive, of course, is the main storage component. Um, it's the main storage component of a computer. Um, so essentially every system file, the operating system, your programs, your documents, everything that's stored on a computer um, is stored on that particular component on newer machines. Um, on newer computers, most machines have uh, solid-state drives, so they're electronic flash memory, um, and the flash memory uh, is essentially your hard drive, but in many computers, the hard drive is still a traditional mechanical drive where you have a physical read-write head and a spinning platter, which is what the information is stored on. Mm -hmm. So on this particular computer that this client had, um, had a traditional mechanical hard drive, and mechanical drives and solid-state drives, they can all fail for a variety of reasons. Even though they're good, modern, reliable technologies, they still do fail in this but case. It, and that's a super simple check for you, right, Honor? Somebody brings their device into uh, Christian Tech Center Ministries located at 1006 North? South. It's south. West. <laughs> West. Let me, uh, we're going to edit that in post. All right, so. Let's 1006 say I, West State Road 434 in Longwood. Iconic Longwood, Florida. Strongwood. Strongwood. Um, so continue with uh, what was going on with this particular device. Yep. So, of course, with a hard drive that's failing in a computer, you can experience a whole myriad of possible problems from slowness to a computer not booting or crashing or files not being able to load as they should. And in this case, of course, the computer was running very, very exceptionally slow. So, of course, knowing that, uh, that, of course, I have a pretty crazy schedule with all these events and 
all of these functions that we've been involved in the community and of course an impending hurricane as you can imagine yeah so, throw that in the mix huh yeah so i didn't necessarily wanted to push this off or i'm going to do this and then come back to it i'm i just felt compelled like i just need to go ahead and take care of this like right now mm -hmm. so i took the computer back to my office and then i attempted to do the clone to a solid state drive uh, so that way she'd have something that's newer faster more reliable and uh, we do often get a part cache of extra parts that we get from some of the discard computers that the parts are in great condition. Now, let me ask you this. Did she back everything up before the hard drive started heading south? Well, it, unfortunately not. Oh, she didn't listen to but, the previous episode. Come but, on, lady. But here's the thing, and this is really where it's a miracle of God situation, that even though... The clone ended up going really, really slowly because of how bad the drive was failing. And even with all the bad sectors, after about two hours, I'm glad to say the clone actually completed successfully with no read errors. And everything, upon completion, everything was there exactly as it was. No folder loss, no file loss. So you were able to restore everything onto the brand new disk. That's right. So it's it's not always the case right. when you have a drive that's failing with such with such a large number of bad sectors. Mm -hmm. But I mean, this is really, I I'd have to say a miracle of God because when because it's kind of like if you have a car and the tire's flat and uh, you're basically pushing the car to drive on a raw wheel rim, if you will. And that's essentially what's happening when you're trying to use a computer with a failing hard drive and. As you drive, that only just gets worse over time. Yeah, it's not going to get better, is it? Yeah, so unless you <laughs> proceed with the appropriate remedial repair. So, so it's, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, man, I don't know what's up with my computer. So what do I do? Of course, I call Andre Christian Tech Center Ministries. And just as a shameless plug, Andre, what's the phone number over there? Uh, so the phone number for Christian Tech Center is 407 Write this down, people. 545 8090. That but, number again? Uh, it's uh, 407-545-8090. Nice. And uh, believe it or not, we've actually had somebody who listened to this podcast and actually called all the way from New York. you got to be kidding. Well, and let me rephrase that. Well, of course they did. <laughs> yeah. Duh. And uh, we were able to uh, help him with uh, some computer trouble. It wasn't obviously something I couldn't necessarily diagnose in person. So who but... is the associate? I mean, who is the listener in New York? Do I know this guy or? Um, no, it wasn't anyone that. Some random. Had... Oh, man, this gets better by the second. Yeah. Oh. So, um, and uh, fellow believer, of course. And uh, and the thing is, as you know, Doug, we work entirely on donations. Many times. That is correct. Hit that donate yeah. <laughs> button until your fingers bleed. I'll yeah. say it once. I'll say it a thousand times. But many times we have people that are in situations of need, like the client we had last night and the client that I had just before we left the office and came over to the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, the and the thing is, is that the whole reason this mission exists is so that we can provide these essential services and technological resolutions to be able to help people that don't have the means to otherwise be able to afford to pay for it. Right. But last night was also not necessarily just about fixing a computer, but uh, this particular individual was also really having a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of really nasty stuff. And uh, it ended up being, once we had the computer hooked up, it really evolved more into 
an opportunity for ministering administering the gospel and trying and pretty much working to bring some of these stressors and some of these afflictions and bring them to God because that's the most important thing mm-hmm. is that God is in control. He won't ever put us through situations beyond what we can handle. But even when you, you're overwhelmed and you feel hopeless and lost, the most important thing is bring it to God. And we spend a good amount of time just uh, uh, just talking about the gospel and just bringing these things to the Lord. And In to that end, end um, I didn't leave her house until 11.30 yeah. p.m. last night. And to give you an idea, I mean, typically I'm usually home by then. I mean, many times I have late nights where I'm working on, like, trying to fill out grant applications or trying to find resources for Christian Tech Center. So, I mean, I, I spend a lot of late nights, of course. But this was probably the latest I've ever spent at somebody's home. Sure. And uh, ended up... Uh, being a very powerful movement of God that I could sense was happening at that time. So and, of it, course, it, I'm very grateful for these opportunities, and that's exactly what God wants us to do, be the salt of the earth, right. be the light of the world, and be able to do my part to help people's lives be transformed for the better through the power of Christ. So what I hope uh, the listeners are hearing is... Christian Tech Center Ministries, yes. The nuts and bolts of it is to put technology into people's hands, but the bigger end is building bridges. Now, whether that be helping to build bridges between people and job interviews, schoolwork, uh, whatever the resources are needed, yes, that's that's some bridges that are being built uh, by what Andre and the crew are doing over there, but also, and most importantly, building the bridges uh, between people in, in a deeper relationship with the Lord. So to that end, let us dive, shall we, head first into the passage of the podcast, which is Psalm 2714. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. Thoughts, Andre? Yeah, I mean, it's really a testament to trusting in God's timing and really that's the key thing that the key takeaway from this particular verse is that God will answer in his due timing and even you like in I think back into the book of Job and this is a part of uh, discussion from last night Mm -hmm. and that uh, Job had everything he could ever want and he had all that wealth shelter, family, all of that taken from him. Mm-hmm. And God uses these moments to test our faith at times. And we we just have to ride out these situations, just trust in God and wait for his due timing. And he rewards faithfulness. So to also, as it relates to the season leading up to the opening of the doors, the ribbon cutting, all that good stuff at Christian Tech Center Ministries, um, do you feel like in your own experience there were times where you wanted to make things happen, but you kind of had a sense like, let me wait on the Lord and he will provide way better than I'm going to try to do in the flesh? Absolutely. And there's many times like you feel like you just want to be able, because when you are a mission-driven person, I mean, Pastor Travis even used the term visionary to describe uh, the way I function, the way I see things, the way I do things. I'd agree with that. And uh, 
that there's many times that as a mission-driven, as a solution-driven person that you want to be able to just go for it and jump in. And it was really a diff for me. It was indeed a difficult, I guess, close to two years from the time that the Lord put this mission on my heart to trying to go around, trying to figure out how exactly is this going to happen? How exactly is this going to work? How's God, what doors is God going to open? And as time kept progressing and as I continued to work at my previous job and sadly facing uh, hostilities from uh, certain leadership at that company um, as it related to my faith, and I felt uh, that I was being held back and that I wasn't able to to be as effective as I want to in the end. It was a season. It was a, tr it was a season of testing. Mm -hmm. And in the end, God would only, I knew that God would only open that door at that right time when he was ready to make it happen. Right. And the building, when we found the building that would end up being our workshop, um, there was a lot of question marks. There was a lot of what's going to happen next. And, uh, in the end we, um, the right opportunity came and we were able to get in that facility in mm -hmm. that perfect timing. And I just quit my job and I just followed the Lord's calling to God telling me that it was time to take that leap of faith. And, you know, it's not just with Christian Tech Center, too, because I believe, I mean, there's personal matters. Like, for example, it's a running You You probably know this already, but it's a running joke in my life group, not just over what happens with spicy food, but there's a running joke. Definitely in, spicy food, though. That is uh, <laughs> that is worth paying to see Andre eat hot sauce. <laughs> Trust me, people. Yeah, I mean, I, if I have to embarrass myself or make myself suffer for this ministry, I will gladly. In the do name that. of Jesus, Andre <laughs> will come to your restaurant and eat hot sauce. And uh, <laughs> if you have a problem with that, um, email all hate to Andre. <laughs> Does not care for hot sauce at AOL.com. You see, I went with an AOL.com, Andre. How's that? How do you like them apples? Um, yeah, well, uh, I think that would probably bounce unless somebody already registered that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, but uh, signed on a personal level that uh, it's a, a running joke in my life group is singleness. We're going to find Andre a wife. If yeah, you, well, a Christian, spirit-filled woman of God are listening to Andre and thinking, man, that's the professional, uh, born-again Christian, spirit-filled, mission-driven visionary that I need to get hooked up with. So what you need to do is uh, first go to ChristianTechCenterMinistries.com, hit the donate <laughs> button, <laughs> and then Andre will donate his phone number to you. All right, so look, we're going to change right, gears well, before we... Well, let me get... I haven't even got to the point oh, okay. of why I even brought that no, up. Oh, I don't even show. want to know what the point well, is. Just... No, no, the point is this. The point is this. So wait for the Lord, right? Well, oh, that is right. The, the point is the passage of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. So the we thing come is, full circle, everybody. So the thing is this. The thing is that just as <laughs> God put Christian Tech Center on my heart... right. That I that I believe, of course, that God puts the right person. Oh, she's out there, Andre. You and just haven't crossed her path yet. You'll know it. Right. Well, the thing is, is that this is this that even that just like with Christian Tech Center, 
there is going to have to be a season of waiting involved. Mm -hmm. And I know... In preparation in the waiting, right? And and as you remember how Abraham tried to shortcut God's will... I remember that guy. That I know that it's important that I don't allow myself to shortcut God's will for this either. Like, there's so many times and that uh, even my, my good friend Scott Blake in a chair with me that when he became a new believer that the woman he was dating at that time did not want to follow Christ or respect the values that he was trying to live by. Mm -hmm. So it was a difficult sacrifice for him to, but he made that sacrifice because he knew God first. And then he ended up marrying the most wonderful woman that they had a very, very long and happy marriage with until she sadly passed away a few years ago. But, uh, I know that the same thing has happened in my life, that there was someone I was seeing years ago, and she didn't want to follow on faith, and in the end, I ended that because I knew that that would not be the right relationship for me. I knew that whatever relationship that I'm going to be in, it has to be centered on God's principles, that I know I have to make sure to do it right in the end. Only God, in His perfect timing, will open up the heart of the woman that I'm meant to be with. And it's difficult, I know, because I feel drawn to a particular person, and uh, I know that it might not be that person's season. I'm past, And uh, just at church, Pastor Tom talked about uh, how one person just waited and waited and waited for that person, for that season to be right, and now they're married. Mm -hmm. And so... Waiting is most difficult indeed. It can be. It, and it's just like with Christian Tech Center. When you feel they have that purpose and that time, that drive, and that uh, it's not able to happen to the expectation timing that you want, you just have to trust in the Lord. And I just believe by faith that that this person would potentially be that person. But if it's not, it's it's all God's will. It's God's provision that he would have that right person for me, and uh, I just have to trust in that. I just have to believe in that. And so what, waiting is hard, but it, it's always worth it in the end because always. you've seen I end up waiting a long time to be able to start Christian Tech Center, and look where Christian Tech Center is now. I mean, we've already given away 500, going on 600 free computers to help families and need other nonprofits. I, I had one, I've been awarded the Business Person of the Month Award uh, last year by the city. Um, we're now on the side of Lynx's 2023 public service bus. And uh, on Thursday, provided that this event is not postponed due to the hurricane. Um, I'll be there, hurricane or not. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, the Seminole <laughs> Business Awards um, are, is going to be this Thursday. And we've actually been nominated as one of, we're actually one of the nominees for the category of nonprofit of the year, and so all you this, Seminole County people vote early and vote often. Well, um, in this case, it's a selection panel that decides the results. All so. right. <laughs> so what? What I guess we're saying is, email the selection panel and, in a nice <laughs> biblical way, tell them to vote for Andre. So Andre, well, they'll have a way to contact them. But here's what I can't ask, which is a realistic ask. Oh, pray. Mine wasn't. How dare you? Yeah, because unfortunately, like using words and using the tactics of this world to try to influence the outcome of a result don't always work. In the end, again, bring it to God. Bring it to Pray. God and wait. Pray that this will be, <laughs> that if this is God's will, if 
for us to receive this honor to be the, the winner. But even then, just being nominated for Nonprofit of the Year. It's a big after deal, our first, Just within our, after our first year of operations to receive this kind of nomination, it's a testament to the powerful impacts that we have already been making through Christian Tech Center and through this mission. And yes, it is. And, and let us circle back, as, as we had uh, threatened, I think, to talk <laughs> about computer protection. As, and, and this relates as well to one of the um, workshops or seminars you had. So um, what do people need to know when they get this weird link or, or something? How do people need to keep themselves safe? Well, many times there's going to be phishing emails that pretend to be some sort of company that you may or may not do business with, trying to get you to click on something because your invoice is quote-unquote unpaid. I've seen a lot of fake emails trying to claim your Amazon Prime membership payment declined or bank, or pretending to be your bank, pretending to be The post office, UPS, yeah. there, there's so many of them out Sometimes there. they're trying to get you to click on a link and give you personal information. Other times it might be trying to get you to download an attachment that, like, this is the IRS. There's a problem with your tax filing. You must download this file for information on how to resolve this for face penalty. And don't law. even get us started on the Nigerian prince. That guy is obviously a scam at this point. Yeah, but one thing for sure, I think Scam Likely, Mr. Scam Likely is uh, everybody's best friend because they call so much, Doug. They cost. So they love much. us, Andre. Those guys love us. So, but, what, is there a rule of thumb? Now, is is there a general rule or, or a couple of nuggets we could uh, leave people in the last couple of minutes that will help them to avoid these scams, Andre? Absolutely. So many times when they're emailing, they look at the sender's email because it's very likely going to be fake. Many times the scam emails are even from a email or a Yahoo account or some sort of spam bot account and the thing is is your bank really going to email you from a, an email that's not even their own but so, these bad guys have gotten really sophisticated in that they've been able to duplicate names by using foreign alphabet letters like the acrylic letter A is going to look different than the actual letter A and uh, so you might uh, not notice it and that, that's the idea that's part of the trickery so you want to be very careful the rule of thumb is if you see something that looks suspect and you don't know whether it's legitimate or not, don't just click on it. Call the actual entity. Call your bank or call the airline. But another thing, too, don't shortcut in trying to find numbers for companies just by doing a quick search. Yeah, because the same time, people that are, are fishing are putting up websites with false numbers on them. Exactly, and we've seen this a lot lately as it relates to airlines, that people are stuck at the airport because their flight got canceled. There's a long line to rebook. They're being told to call them. They try to call the actual airline's number, and they're on hold for three hours, and they're panicked. They're scared. They're stranded in a, in a city that they're not familiar with. Their luggage so they is go, on the way to Albuquerque. So they go online, and they're trying to find... Um, way how can I get connected to somebody faster and then they find a fake phone number for that airline mm -hmm. and then they call it because they get a person in some sort of quote-unquote foreign call center which they expect to get someone in a foreign call center right and then they're like well to change this you need to pay 
XYZ amount of dollars. Then you give even your credit though, card number. Right. And... Even though that the airline doesn't charge to actually change flights in these types of circumstances. So, so And then Andre... they compromise your credit card. They drain your bank account. And it's all a front. Of course, the airline's like, well, you didn't call us, so it's not our problem. And we see the same thing that people look up customer service numbers for Google, for mm -hmm. Facebook, for Yahoo, for Microsoft. And the thing is that these companies don't have forward-facing customer service departments, so there is no phone number. So people do a Google search for phone number for Facebook, and, of course, they find one that where there's a post that says phone number for Facebook, and there's a number, and that phone number is fake. Is it a, is a safe thing to do, Andre, is let's say Bank of America, just as an example, or Wells Fargo, um, or, or somebody pretending to be them sends one of these alleged emails. Is, is it always a good rule of thumb if you can't call um, using the, the phone number on your bank statements or your credit card? Don't, don't go to the interweb to do that, but let's say... I get something weird from Wells Fargo. Can I go safely to wellsfargo.com? And is there an icon or is there something in the search bar that lets me know that that is a safe website? Well, the thing is, is that, of course, you always want to go on the legitimate website, which is usually on the publications, like on your statements, on your card, mm -hmm. like wellsfargo.com, for example, is the official Wells Fargo website, for example. Now, if you go to... A website that's fake like you might mistype Wells Fargo like you might spell it wrong or something and a bad Wells guy Fargo. and a bad guy might potentially have squatted that domain essentially to pretend to be the bank so that way if somebody erroneously gets on there that they can take advantage of that situation but the thing is typically to know a website is secured you would look in the address bar and you would mm -hmm. see the prefix HTTPS and that would indicate, or supposedly would indicate, that a right. website is secure. But the problem is now, I mean, as you can imagine, because a lot of website builders want to make sure their sites are secure, that pretty much building a website with HTTPS is pretty much standard practice. Because all you have to do is pray your host for this uh, security certificate, and then there you go. Your website has the prefix HTTPS. And the problem is anyone can do that for their website, even scammers. So I guess what we're saying is, if there is any doubt, get some type of official invoice that you've received from, from this person. And if it's somebody that you haven't done business with, well, common sense would dictate just delete the email. Right. And even then, there are times that legitimate people's email accounts get compromised. Mm -hmm. And we've seen with mortgages that, all of a sudden, someone's in the middle of a real estate transaction, and then they get an email from the title company that's like, actually, there's a change in the bank routing instructions. Send the money to this account. And, like, red flag right there if all of a sudden that type of thing happens, that you always want to make sure talk to the actual person you're dealing with. Don't communicate back with them via the email. Talk to the actual person. If you're, there's something in doubt about your bank, talk to your actual banker. Go to your actual branch. And make sure you're dealing with the real people and not just anyone pretending to be. Like even on Facebook now, anyone can register a Facebook account mm -hmm. and pretend to be somebody. And chances are if you get a friend request from somebody who you know is already your friend, chances are that person is a fake person trying to pretend to be your friend 
for the purpose of trying to harvest the friend list and try to impersonate for malicious purposes. And uh, if you have a friend that uh, has died and that person has sent you a friend request, that person was not magically resurrected from the dead. Not yet, that, if they were a Christian. Yeah, but that person on the other end and is not magically, a by the way. Yeah. All right, well, and again, if you have any questions, reach out to Andre at the Christian Tech Center Ministries. All of the uh, contact points will be in the show notes, so you want to make sure you check them out. Um, next podcast, I'm not going to say it next week, if, we're, if we've survived the hurricane, which I'm fairly certain we're going to do, we're going to look at uh, potentially, now these are all evergreen discussions as I was talking to Andre before we started, uh, we're going to be talking about email platforms, programs, apps, um, and a personal issue that I just had on my MacBook. I'm just about uh, out of memory, so we're going to talk about uh, how to free up memory and do things like that, but those will be issues for a future podcast. So. On behalf of my good buddy, Andre Class, Executive Director at Christian Tech Center Ministries, I'm Doug Bonnet, again, sidekick and co-host, or co-kick and side-host, whatever <laughs> shoe fits. Bidding you, I think we went bonsoir last time, so let's go arrivederci, and God bless you, each and every one of you, Tiny Tim. Bye. <laughs>